the Apple Valley Studio tonight. He will be giving us what thus saith the Lord tonight. He will be giving us the word of God like none other. He will be teaching the word of God tonight. So I want you to get out your Bibles, KJVs, NLVs, Living Water, any Bible that you have, get out your Bibles and let us delve, dive into this word of God because in these living in our last days as we are, we absolutely have to be ready, 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 and more ready. And if you're not ready, you need to hurry up and get ready because God said, don't get ready, be ready because we don't know the hour nor the minute nor the time of day that he is coming back for us. Tonight, we're going to be talking a little bit about self-diagnosis. Now, what I've come up with learning we're talking about self-diagnosis, the Bible is as a mirror. It's a reflection how we look at ourselves. The sins in our lives are not like the stars of a constellation with, with the number never varying and their positions remaining fixed instead. Our sins are more like a flock of birds on a fence or a rail. While some birds joining their fellow others flapping away, the whole flock can be milling about. In other words, sins may disappear from our lives and then reappear, perhaps joined by others, recombining in a somewhat different form every time. There is, in fact, an infinite number of formations that they assume this is a self-diagnosing ourselves with the different type of sins that we have. My key structure is let God diagnose your sins because he can heal you from your sins. Because our sins diagnose keeps changing, we need to constantly remain on the alert. First, we need to be alert to what we are doing and what we are thinking on a daily basis. This means we need to be talking to God. So every mistake and sin that we make, we need to be able to address it, adhere to it, and let God heal us from it. Then we need to be alert to how our actions and thoughts line up with the Bible's teachings, those basic instructions before leaving earth. We have to line up with the word of God, with whatever we do during our daily lives. We do glance at ourselves in the mirror several times a day to see how we are looking in the same way. Scripture is like a mirror that shows us who we really are. And we need to keep turning back again and again, looking at everything to remind us and ourselves of humans and as human beings, are we capable of doing something wrong? Well, the only person I know on the face of the planet who never did anything wrong was Jesus Christ, and we're not him. So we've all done something. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. Now, the laws and commandments that are in the scripture, in the Bible, they tell us what kinds of behaviors that will make God frown upon us for what we do that makes God not be satisfied with us. The stories contained in the scriptures, they show us the ways that God really was. They teach us what real sin is. They teach us what to do and what not to do. They give us what's right, what's wrong, and we should follow that. People like us that have interacted with God whether we prayed to him, we believed in him, had that faith in him. In other words, we use the Bible's perceptions and also the descriptions to help us understand ourselves in a better condition. But remember, we're not allowed to self-diagnose ourselves. That is what God is to do for us. Now, not only do we need to listen to what the scripture tells us, we also have to obey the scripture. That was what the Apostle James, his point was, if you just listen and don't obey, it's like you're looking at yourself in the mirror, your face in the mirror too, but doing nothing to improve your appearance. You see yourself, walk away and forget what you look like. But if you keep looking steadily into God's perfect law, the law that sets you free, this is spiritually and biblically free. And if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. 
That is scripture from St. James, chapter 1, verses 23 through 25. Now, the broad diversity of human sin, it does appear in the scripture. These will include sins of action, thought, and feeling. Every action, you guys, has a reaction. This is when you self-diagnose yourself. You might diagnose yourself wrong. You need to have an omission. You need to omit that you can diagnose yourself and let God do that for you. This is doing things that we should not be doing when we're talking about sin. We need to not do things that God is not approving of in our daily life. Remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. St. James chapter 4, verses 17. We ought to do what God wants us to do. And if we know it's wrong, why are we doing it? And then finally, we're going to identify our sins in a biblical way. This is a prerequisite to successful healing. Now, if you've ever been to college, you know you got to take some classes before you take the major class. That's called a prerequisite for our life. This is where we're going to allow God to go ahead and give us the, he's going to order our steps small. You got to take baby steps, little, medium, and large steps in order to not self-diagnose ourselves, but to learn about sins and to make sure that we follow and practice God's law, his perfect law to the best of our abilities. And then also we have to know what sins to go after in our lives if we want to defeat them. What symptoms of a sin-sick soul have cropped up in the spiritual system? And finally, the one tool that may help us identify our sins is reflection of our own personality and how that predisposes you. So remember, tonight we're going to be talking about self-diagnosis. Stop self-diagnosing yourself and let Jesus diagnose you, let him heal you, and you take heed to what he says. Ladies and gentlemen, the man of the hour, Dr. Bishop Alphamore, God bless everybody. God bless you again in Radio Land tonight. We are just so grateful, amen, is to come to you to bring you the word of God. Amen. We have heard a short analysis of the word of God tonight. Amen. We cannot diagnose ourselves, but let the word of God diagnose us. We thank God, amen, for my granddaughter tonight expressing that very well tonight. Let me read you, amen, the scriptures in which we are going to come from tonight. And we are going to, amen, talk to you from Matthew chapter 5, 11 and 12. Second Corinthians, the 11th chapter, verse 24 through 26. Philippians 3 and 10. And 1 Peter 4, 12 and 9. 2 Timothy 2 and 12. And we are going to talk about suffering tonight. God's word for today about suffering. And not all of amen want to suffer. We don't, we don't like to hurt. But amen, God's word, let us know amen, in this life that we're living in, we are going to suffer. 2 Timothy 2 and 12 says, if we suffer, I'm speaking uh, merely to the Christians tonight that are going through their test in life. The Bible teaches us if we suffer, we shall also range with him. But if we deny him, he will also deny us. So we're living in a time, amen, as I said, nobody likes to suffer. 
And suffering, amen, is a universal thing. It is not in just one place, amen, one city, one state. Uh, it is experienced, amen, by all humanity. Suffering as well, suffering as a Christian glorified God. Develop, develop Christian virtue and produces praise. So you see, my beloved, suffering is not just for nothing. In our lives of being Christian, God can be glorified through our suffering. That does not make us feel any better, amen, because God is glorified. We see it going through the pains of the difficult, ever what it is in life, amen. But God is getting the glory out of our lives because we are yet praising him through the difficult that we are going through in life. Matthew picked it up and said, Blessed are ye when men shall revive you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. He said, Bless you. You are blessed. When mankind take a, enough fault is to ridicule you when you are done nothing but righteous, far as you know, according to your knowledge, the law says you are blessed. And sometimes we think that is the worst thing in the world, amen, to come against us, amen. Why do people bother us when we've done the right thing to the best of our knowledge? But there is a blessing when men revive you and they are persecuting you for nothing and saying all manner of evil against you, falsely, for my name's sake, just because you love the name of Jesus and just because you say that you are a child of God and you, you're standing up for the principles of righteousness and obedience, you are going to be persecuted. You are going to be revealed. You are going to be hurt. But then, amen, the next verse says, rejoice, rejoice, learn to rejoice in difficult times and be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. Your reward is great in heaven because Jesus wants you to rejoice through your suffering, your humiliation. Jesus wants you to rejoice. And that is not so easy to do that because the flesh don't never want to rejoice when it's being persecuted. The flesh does not want to rejoice, amen, when, amen, uh, 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 it is being let down. But we must learn to suffer. And we must learn to suffer that the Lord may get the glory out of our suffering. When they say all things against you evil, falsely, for my name's sake, rejoice and be exceedingly great, uh, uh, glad, for great is your reward. You got a reward. You got a reward. It's in heaven, but amen. If you hold out to the end, you are going to be, to be rewarded for holding your peace and allowing the Lord to fight your battle. For so persecuted they the prophets. Amen. They persecuted the prophets of old. 
They killed him, amen. They 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 did some everything to him, amen. They persecuted him, amen, which was before us. So persecution and being uh, revived, amen, revealed, amen, by people that nothing new. That's an old thing. But I want to say tonight, as the Lord is letting us know, you are blessed. You are blessed tonight. When the devil got enough time to take up, amen, is to try to come in your life and disturb you, you know you must be doing something right. Keep on, amen, giving God praise tonight, and keep on giving him thanks tonight. Second Corinthians 11, 24, amen, 26 says, of the Jews five times received, I fought a strike. They be, Paul says, amen, the Jews, them was my own people. They were my people that I was trying to teach the word of God to. I, I was trying to let them know that grace was greater than the law. But you know what they did? They beat me. Of the Jews five times received, I fought a strike, fought a strike. Forty strikes was enough to make a man go to sleep. Save one. But Paul rejoiced it. What did you think he rejoiced in the pain? No. Those pains hurt it. But he rejoiced in thanking God that he allowed him to go through the suffering, and he didn't have no retaliation or no bitterness against them. But he was blessed. He said, thrice, without beating with roars. They beat me with roars. And once I was just stoned. Thrice, I suffered shipwreck. I like to get killed out on the sea. And they beat me with rods and they stoned me. Why? All for the word of God, for the namesake of Jesus. They didn't like me because I held up the name of Jesus. I was persecuted. I suffered. And that is both physically, mentally, and emotionally. He suffered. Also, he says, amen, and night and day, I have been in the deep. I, I, I've been in trouble. I, I've been in trouble, amen, for the word of God. It, 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 does, it does not seem like I should get in trouble by trying to tell people truth. But we got those, amen, of their own opinion. They hate truth. And joining often in pearls of water, in pearls of robbing, amen, and and pearls of, of, of water and pearls of robbing, amen. You know, there were thieves all around. But he said, in pearls of my own country, these were my own peoples. In pearls of the heathen, in the pearls of the city, in the pearls in the wilderness, in the pearls of the sea, in the pearls among false brethren, I endure the suffering. Paul was just a human man, just like any of the rest of us, but Paul loved the Lord with all of his heart and all of his soul, and with all of his might, he loved the Lord. 
God's word for today about suffering. We got to suffer. If we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. And as I said, nobody don't like to go through pain. Philippians 3 and 10 says that I'm doing something, suffering to understand something, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death. I want to know Jesus in his power. And if we don't suffer with him, we, 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 we never will know Jesus in the power of his resurrection and in the power of, uh, and in the fellowship of his suffering. He suffered. And we want to be conformed unto his death. First Peter 4, 12 through 19 says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you. As though some strange thing have happened unto you. But rejoice, rejoice, rejoice when you are going through tonight, when you are going through at this present hour and the day and time, amen, that we're living in now, amen, when we're supposed to have, uh, be civilized and we're supposed to understand things, uh, uh, amen, much better than they did back there, amen. But rejoice when you're going through, when you're going through for Jesus. I'm speaking to the Christians. But rejoice as you are partakers of Christ's suffering. You are you are partakers of Jesus' suffering. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceedingly joy. All your suffering is not in vain. If you be reproached, for the name of Christ, happy are ye. If they talk about you, for the name of Christ, happy are ye. Don't get angry with them. But happy are ye. For the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. God's spirit is upon you. Because, amen, you're standing for his name's sake. On their part, he is speaking evil. But on your part, He's being glorified. Are you suffering with Jesus tonight? But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matter. If you, if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. But let him glorify God on this behalf. If you suffer as a Christian, don't be ashamed. But glorify your Father which is in heaven. From the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And it is beginning first at us. What? What shall the hand be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Oh, my God. Judgment is going to begin at the house of God. And if God judge us, 
What you think, amen? The next verse says, and if the righteous scarcely be saved, the righteous scarcely be saved. Out of all that we've done and all that we've praying and all that we've passed, amen, the righteous is scarcely going to be saved. Where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Therefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their soul to him in well done as unto a faithful creator. Oh, my beloved, I want to say tonight, we are not going to get away from suffering. In this world, amen, that we are living in now. At the end of the day, some pains is unavoidable. All individuals suffer to some degree. They come and a Christian does not shed one's share one's from pain and suffering. Now just because you are a Christian. It don't stop you from suffering. Everybody is going to suffer. But Christians do not have a companion. But Christians have a companion in their life. Not an amen. We may suffer, amen, but we got somebody, amen, in our lives. We got a companion in our lives just to help us and to lean on, and that is Jesus. Jesus Christ, the Savior, Redeemer. Peter says, Beloved, thinking not strange concerning fire or trial, my God, which is to try you, I mean trial, the man that is fire, trial, the man that seems like it's going to burn you up, amen. Don't you think it's strange, amen? As though some strange thing happened to you, Peter, First Peter 4 and 12. Don't be surprised. It pays. It pay off, amen, to suffer for Jesus. Suffering is not limited to the heathen or to sinners or to saints. It is universal. It's an aspect of little, a life. A certain amount of suffering will come to everyone. There is no escape. There is no root around it, over it, or under it. The only thing to do is to go through it. When we suffer, amen, the only thing, amen, a believer can do is go through it because there is no way out of it. And I know I'm talking to billions tonight, amen, because all of us got some kind of problem. And we're all going through. But I'm going to tell you, keep your aim on high tonight. Every one experience the happiness of life. When God allowed a brethren to be part upon a Christian, though he was strengthening him, when a person follows God, he can trust his relationship with God. 
will empower him, the believer, to bear or endure the suffering. When when we when we go through something as a Christian, we can depend up on the God that we share that the Lord is going to help us. The Lord is going to comfort us. The Lord will carry us through. You got somebody that you can call up on in the time of your crisis. In the time when nobody else can help you, you can call on Jesus. He's right there. Uh, the suffering, for example, Moses experienced God's strength in the midst of affliction. In, in, in our suffering, amen, I don't know about you, amen, but I have also realized, amen, God give us strength through our affliction. Moses experiences that. By faith, by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, he refused to be called the son of Paradora, chosen rather to suffer the afflictions with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of staying for a season. The opportunity was there. Moses could have enjoyed the pleasure of staying for a season, but he'd rather suffer with God's people than to enjoy the pleasure of the world. As Moses was looking further and beyond that, he knew, amen, that there, there was more to come than just, amen, enjoying the pleasure of the world. The pleasure of sin for a season extend the reproaches of Christ. Great riches than the treasures of Egypt. He could have the treasures of Egypt. He could have been rich. He could have, amen, lived in luxury, amen, or did anything he wanted to do, amen, but his soul was involved. And I want to say tonight to my beloved Christian, there is nothing in this earth is more important than your soul. Your soul is the most important thing that ever has been created. Your soul, your soul is more valuable than your body. For he had respect unto the recompense or the rewards by faith. He forsaken Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. He was afraid of, amen, what the king was going to do to him. But, oh, I believe he was afraid, amen, if he didn't obey God, God was going to do something to him. Who are you afraid of tonight? For he endured and seen him who is invisible. He endured, and he, he seemed the invisible God. He knew, amen, that there was somebody greater than Pharaoh. There was an invisible God. And Moses, Moses took on the nature. I'm going to obey the Lord, Hebrew 11, chapter, verse 24 through 27. Read it when you have time. Moses was able to endure the suffering. He was able to endure the suffering. And let me tell you something, amen, you are able is to endure the suffering, amen, that the Lord allows to come upon you, no matter what it is. God is not going to put no more up on us than what we are able to bear. You are able to bear it. Well, you say, amen, Dr. Moore, amen, you may not be sick and you may never have 
amen, in the affliction. Well, no, 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 let me tell you, I done had many afflictions and still have them as I'm talking to you. But, oh, praise the Lord, I am willing to lean on Jesus. And I give God all the glory and all the praise for he, what he allowed me to go through. Because in my weakness, the Lord has strengthened me. He strengthened my soul. Oh, bless his name. When Moses was able to endure suffering because he saw the involvement of God in it. Oh, amen. When we suffer, amen, if you can see the hand of God in it, you ought to be able to, amen, to glorify God. Thank God for allowing you to be one, amen, that he He can have praise through. He can get glory through, amen. Thank God he's using you as a vessel. He saw him who is invisible. When believers today catch a glimpse of Christ in their time of suffering and persecution, it causes their trials to fade while he becomes more important. When a believer sees or catch a, a glimpse of Christ in their time of suffering and persecution. It called their trial to fade while he become more important. It's not about us. It's not about, amen, the sickness in our body or the affliction that we're going through. It's about Jesus. If we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. Lewis Martin stated that life is a struggle. God knows we can comply to that. Life is a struggle. But it is good to have a struggle. It's good to struggle. Even though none of us, amen, like it, amen, but in struggling, amen, it opened our eyes to so many things, amen, that we would not necessarily see, praise the Lord, if we didn't struggle. It strengthened your character. That's what a man struggling do to a man, a believer. It strengthens your character. It makes you a man better than who you are. This helps us to understand the reason for suffering in this life. We have to give God some glory, amen, for allowing us to suffer. However, a man suffering still hurts. Amen. Suffering still hurts no matter what kind of suffering it is. Amen. It still hurts. We, we, we are physically. Amen. And suffering hurts. A proper understanding of suffering may help believers to cope with it, but it will not take away the pain of suffering. Amen. A, a proper understanding may help you to cope with your problem, but it ain't going to take away the pain. When you are in pain, you are hurting. No matter who comes to you and try to comfort you and consolate you, those pains is there and you are hurting. But sometimes it gives you a better understanding when somebody knows what you're really going through with. Kinds of suffering. A Christian may experience various types of suffering. Amen. 
Many people, amen, come to Jesus and feel that they are going to escape suffering. If I give my life to Jesus Christ, then the Lord is going to take care of me, and I won't suffer no more. No, no, no. It's not like that. Suffering was put here for a purpose, for every one of us. And we have very kinds of suffering. Each type can change the Christian for the good or for the bad. When pressure and suffering come, they will either make a person better or bitter. When pressure come upon a person, it'll either make you better or it'll make you bitter. Affliction tires a person and will either make him or break him. When you're going through affliction, it's going to make you or break you. Are you holding on to Jesus regardless, amen, of what you are going through tonight? Circumstances do not have the power to mold us. Rather, it is our reaction to those circumstances that shakes us. How are you reacting, amen, when you are under affliction, when you are under persecution, when you're being revived by other amen and people are talking about how are you reacting? What kind of attitude do you have? What kind of disposition are you in under your affliction, under your trials? We have physically suffering. A Christian will encounter virus types of physical suffering. Some are brought home by weakness of the flesh or by sickness. Others are by persecution from an outside source. A Christian is not exempt from physical suffering any more than a sinner. God, amen, is a just God. And just because, amen, you have Jesus come into your soul, amen, he is not going to exempt you from trouble. He's not going to exempt you from sickness. He'll help you to go through it, but he's not going to exempt you from it. And I know, amen, we, we, we always, amen, Lord, help me. Why do these things have to happen to me? Why, why you, you chose me to go through this? As my daughter said earlier, we can't accept that notes. We can't accept that notes on ourselves. God's will must be done. A Christian is not exempt from physical suffering any more than a sinner. Some diseases are brought on by sinful habits, but other intrudes upon a person who has Endeavor to live a pure life. Now, amen, some have, some, some things, amen, we, we, we bring on our own selves. By not, amen, treating our body like it's supposed to, amen, we bring some uh, disease, praise the Lord, a sickness upon ourselves. But some diseases are brought on by sinful habits, but other intrudes upon a person who has endeavored to live a pure life. 
Christians sometimes suffer from cancer. And we know, amen, right now in this world, there are billions of people, amen, is suffering from cancer. We are not exempted from cancer because we are saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. We are not exempted. I see it every day. We are not exempted, amen, from arthritis. Amen. The crippling, the crippling of our fingers and in our toes. Amen. We are not exempted from that as being a Christian. We are not exempted from having heart problems. And many other forms of sickness, we are not exempted from it. Amen. All you have to do is look at in the hospitals, amen, and people that you know, amen, and you know, amen, they are not exempted from it because you see them going through it. If you suffer with me, listen to what Jesus says. If you suffer with me, you should also arrange with me. Being a believer is not a trick to a trouble-free existence on this earth. But a trick to a trouble-free existence in the new world. Our heavenly home. The psalmist alluded to the expense, experience of walking through the valley of the shadow of death. David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. The shadow of death is all around me, but I, I got my trust in Jesus. I'm laying there, and amen, and I know counsel is eating my body up, but my, 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 amen, and, and I know death is somewhere around, but my trust is in Jesus. Hallelujah. I, I'm going through, I'm going through, amen, with this arthritis. I'm going through with hard trouble, but my trust is in Jesus. Though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, he fears no evil. Because God was with him. And you're going through your problems tonight, amen. Don't you fear no evil, amen, as you walk into your valleys of the shadows of death. God is with you. Capital G-O-G, Jesus Christ, amen, is with you. Even in the presence of our enemy, in the presence of our enemy, when, when they are saying, amen, I know, amen, if you were so saved and, and you were so sanctified, these things wouldn't have come upon you. I know you done did wrong. I know you're sinning. That's their judgment and their mentality, amen, because, amen, they see what is upon you. But all oh, praise the Lord. Continue to give praise to the Lord. God will set a table before your enemy. In Psalm 23 and 5, in other words, he will sustain you. The Lord will keep you, amen, in the presence of your enemy. When we walk with God, the path of persecution can become bearable. God will allow you to bear it. And they wonder how in the world can you go through how in the world can you praise God as King Holly breathe? God will make a way for you. Hallelujah. Sometimes it might even include a moment of glory. 
God can get the glory out of your suffering and my suffering. And I know none of us, again, like to suffer. I know for myself, I mean, I don't like pain. Pain hurts me. But, amen, I have pain. Amen. I have chronic pain. I'm, amen. I suffer every day. But I still is able to give Jesus the glory. I still praise him. Amen. I'm still preaching. Amen. I'm still singing. I'm still, amen, going from place to place, lifting up the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. My body don't feel good, but I'm giving praise to Jesus. But which called we faint not. We are not gonna quit. Amen. Because we have pain. We're not we're not gonna quit because amen disease come upon us. We're not gonna quit, amen, because we're going through afflictions. But though the outward man perish, amen, it's though our man may be perishing. Yet the inner man is is renewed day by day. The inner man is living, amen. The inner man is hard and loose. The old man may be perishing, amen, but that inward man is living every day. For our life, these are light afflictions that we're going through, children. These are light afflictions. You say, for our light afflictions, which is but for a moment. Amen. These things that, that is coming upon us right now, amen, in God's sight, they are just for a moment. I know, amen, to you and I, it seems like eternity, amen. But in God's sight, amen, what we're going through, it's just like a mama. Compared to, amen, what we are going to be, what we are going to, amen, enter into. We, we are on this side, amen, on earth, amen. The trouble that we're going through with now is just like a mama to God. It's going to be over in a minute. It's going to be all over in a minute. which is, but for a moment, it worketh for us a far more exceedingly and eternal weight of glory, which we look not at the things which are seen. We don't look at the things that are seen. Our spiritual mind and our spiritual eyes look beyond the things that we see. But at the things which are not seen. For the things which we see are they are just temporary. The things that we see, amen, we know are not gonna last always. But the things which are not seen, they are eternal. Thank God, thank God. Ah my God, because we know, we know, we know, amen, we get ready to share this old body. This old physical body, amen, that we in now, amen, according to the word of God, amen, we know we're getting ready to shed it. And the Lord has, amen, already prepared us another body, a body that is not made by hand. It is eternal in heaven, a glorified body, a body where there no sin, no corruption can come into. That soul is going to slip into that glorified body. Oh, hallelujah. It's so earthly body is going back to the dust. Went to come. Our our man may perish. It may die. Amen. 
and we may suffer sickness in our physical body. But all the while, our spiritual man can be renewed day by day. So I'm saying, amen, look how important it is. It's not like you've got two, amen, uh, individuals in you. One is physically and the other one is spiritually. One may be dying, but the other one is living. And it is living, amen, to a point, amen, it is going on into eternity, amen. Time, amen, will not be able to keep up with us, amen. Our spiritual man is going to walk into eternity where there is no sickness. Suffering of our physical body endures are only temporary. It, it's just a temporary thing. We're going to suffer a while in this old body. And if God sees fit, amen, it's going to uh, 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 go to sleep. But our soul is not going to go to sleep. Our soul is going, amen, is to be with Jesus on the other side for eternal. They are short-lived, amen, on this side, amen. Uh, life is short-lived. When you, when you compare, amen, uh, 70 years, amen, or 80 years, 100 years to eternity, amen, look, we got a short life here. When you compare, amen, you know, the little, uh, little time we live here to never, never, never die, we, amen, we got a short life here. We're going to a place where we will never, never, never die. Hallelujah. That we've been there, that we will never, never be sick anymore. When our inner man uh, person is renewed, however, we are dealing with eternal elements. We are dealing with eternal elements. When our inward man is renewed, the suffering of this life are brief compared to the eternal glory that is to follow. Oh, we ought to give the Lord some praise. It's just brief. It's just a, a moment in God's sight. Weeping will endure for a night. You may cry for just a little while on this side. But we may rest assured, amen, that joy will come in the morning. Hallelujah. I'm excited about Jesus, amen, and suffering with him on this side. Much of the physical suffering of, of a Christian it encounters is because he was born into the human family of sin. We were born in sin, and we were shaped in iniquity. Amen. Many of us, amen, because we were born in the sin, amen, we, we come into a disease area. It is generally, amen, not the result of the wrath of God, of the judgment of God, is because we were born in sin. When Adam and Eve, amen, made the mistake, and they sinned against God, holy peoples, people that a man didn't know any sin. They began, amen, is to 
disobeyed God's commandment and they sinned. And they called the whole human race, amen, is a fall under suffering. And that will go on, amen, until Jesus come back and, amen, cleanse this earth and take his people out of this world, that that suffering, amen, may be released from this present world. A spirit-filled person suffers suffering a crippled disease and confined to a wheelchair can worship God just as fervent and with as much thanksgiving as a healthy person. Now, just because, amen, a person is in a wheelchair, amen, his physically parts may not all be working, but that has nothing to do with his soul. He or she, amen, can worship the Lord and glorify God, amen, just as much, amen, as somebody is we call holy. Yes, it may be a handicap, amen, but your soul can still say yes to the Lord in your deranged, amen, body. This is made possible by a Christian ability to see the unseen and to understand the eternal treasures laid up for us. Listen, God has laid up some treasures for us. There is some treasures laid up for us, amen. As believers, amen, we got some treasures laid up for us, for us in heaven. Tonight, amen, Dr. Moore is talking about if you suffer with me, you should also range with me. Some suffering that comes our way, amen, is brought by our circumstances. We bring on, amen, some suffering because the way we live are by our circumstances. The suffering may attack us physically, but it does not come to us only because we are human. Rather, it comes our way because of our particular circumstances. Christians might suffer in some way that sinners would not become. They live in such different circumstances. It's according to your circumstances sometimes is, amen, the way that you're going to suffer things. Paul, the apostle listed, Many things that brought him physical suffering and persecution, as well as mental, personal, and suffering, many of these experienced because he was an active, willing, and obedient child of God. Now, amen, because you are acting and willing, uh, child of God, amen, you're going to, amen, suffer more than a lot of people. God bless you, this is Dr. Moore. My time is out tonight, but if God allows next Thursday, I will pick up, praise the Lord, and we will continue on, amen, suffering with Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. God's word for today about suffering. Into the hands of my announcer. <clears throat> that was amazing and awesome coming from Dr. Moore tonight. Yes, yes, and yes. <clears throat> we will pick this back up next week on Thursday. So tune on back in next Thursday. We say we love you. God bless and God keep. 
If you are in L.A. area on Sunday, we'll see you at Great Nations. Good night and God bless. Bye-bye.